Greetings, everyone. Welcome to another exciting episode, and indeed a thrilling one at that, of the Never an Afterthought Show. My name, Afolabi Imokwede. I'm the author of the book, The Never an Afterthought, and the anchor for this show, The Never an Afterthought. I want to thank you again for having us in your space. We do not take it for granted. We recognize there are many millions of channels you could be watching, uh, but for tuning in to watch us, uh, we say thank you. And even for those of you on the, our podcast channels that are also listening to us, we say thank you. Uh, we do this for you, and I hope uh, that you continue to get some winning tips, uh, impacts that will make you win. We are here for you to win, uh, to win, and indeed to continue to win. Uh, so let me also uh, reach out to us and say how we are doing. I hope we're still keeping safe. Uh, so we can stay well. Uh, the virus is still out there. We don't yet have it under full control yet. Uh, but so let's uh, continue to observe the social distancing rules and continue to use our masks once we're in public places. And if indeed the, va- uh, the vaccine is near you, please go sign up for it and take your own shot. Uh, it's, it's good for us and it's good for every one of us. It's good to keep you safe and it's also going to keep everyone around you safe as well okay before we go too far don't forget it's our show and it's our show because of that hashtag the hashtag never an afterthought by which we join and continue these conversations across all our social media channels uh facebook and instagram which is at na afterthought twitter which is at na underscore book uh you can also drop me an email podcast at never an afterthought.com and last but not the least you can utilize the comment section on the platform wherein you're listening or watching me. Uh, today we're going to be starting a series, uh, a series on storytelling. Uh, it's going to really, really be exciting. I uh, clearly won't be doing that alone. Uh, we are on set today in Ipara Remo, uh, but I would uh, be introducing my guest uh, after this short break. So let's go on a short break and I'll be introducing my guest for this show. If you're just joining us, welcome to another exciting episode of the Never an Afterthought Show. My name remains Afolabi Mokwede, and uh, you've, you've not missed much. Uh, we're just about to get started. Uh, just before the break, I was mentioning the fact that we're starting today a series on storytelling. Uh, storytelling. I mean, those of us uh, we are old enough, who are old enough, uh, if you're watching this show, you're obviously old enough to know. Uh, that storytelling is one of those uh, cultural ways by which 
knowledge transfer happens. Uh, it's, it's, um, we, we all grew up, uh, knowing about folklores, uh, stories from our fathers, uh, from our mothers, from generation, uh, to generation. So it's just one of those cultural ways by which we transfer knowledge. Uh, and so, uh, storytelling is also an art. Uh, storytelling indeed is a skill. And, uh, and storytelling is one of those, uh, I guess one of those cultural, maybe not cultural, maybe one of those skills I believe we should all, uh, gain very early on in life. Uh, because I believe that once you gain that skill very early, uh, especially when we are still very, very young, it really helps, uh, to develop our cognitive abilities. It helps to develop our ability as, as speaking. It helps to develop our thinking, uh, and indeed our communicating and writing skills. You can do a whole lot, uh, when, when you learn the art of storytelling very early. Now, by that intro, uh, maybe he's already giving away my guest, uh, for the next series. This is a series. It's not just a one-time, uh, episode. Uh, my guest is no other, uh, than the consummate storyteller himself, who is also a folk singer, if, uh, you know, and a dramatist by excellence, who indeed wowed us in our own growing up years. Now, when I talk about my own growing up years, I'm talking about, uh, the Gen X. Uh, remember a few months ago, uh, we had, uh, a, 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 we had a series on intergenerational conversation. And so, uh, for Gen X, uh, my generation, and I'm also told, uh, that the millennial generation, uh, also benefited from his storytelling. Uh, and when I begin to mention some of it now, children programs such as Storyland on NTA, I'm sure you already know who I'm talking about. The family scene on LTV8, which is a Lagos television. And indeed, the last but not the least, I think that was the last, uh, which was the African stories on the African independent television, AIT, uh, just to mention a few. Well, I know that by that introduction I already gave, that very short introduction I gave, you already can, I probably have done a giveaway of who my guest is on uh, this show uh, today. If you know the answer, you can as well use our hashtag, the Never and Afterthought, to drop your answer right away. But without much further ado, I want to bring on set uh, our daddy, uh, Nigeria's daddy, Africa's daddy, uh, is our daddy because he was our storyteller, uh, growing up. So let us know if you also knew him or met him on set. He's no other person other than Babagba, Jimmy Sholanke. Welcome, sir. Thank you. And I also want to say thank you for welcoming us to Ibudo Asha. Thank you. Which is in Ipara, Ipara, Remo, Remo local government of Ogun State. Uh, so thank you, sir. Well done. Good, good, good. How's well, it been, sir? It's fine. It's fine. The uh, nice. Even expecting you. Nice <laughs> that Johnny Masses <laughs> and you are here. And I'm set. Thank you, sir. You know, I was going to ask you how is retirement years, uh, but I know you had told me at some point in a previous conversation that don't mention that word retirement near me because I am not retired. So let me therefore ask, how is, uh, how is community life or yeah. how is life at Ikwara <laughs> Yes. 
life here has been very amazing, very tremendous, you know. I mean, you are like uh, reintegrating yourself into your folk attitude, folk personality is coming back to you. People you've known for years, you know, getting to see them every day again. In places where you've been when you were a little boy, you are sitting there again. Uh, but the feelings are different from when you were that young and now that you are grown to this ripe age, you are home. Even I have a, I have a group. We call it Egbe. A Yoruba calls it Egbe. Egbe, yeah. Egbe. Uh, I am in the oldest Egbe. Mm. The age group. In my age group in this town. So you can, you can see and feel and you know, it's very, very exciting. And uh, there were a lot of places I couldn't walk into when those days were here. But these days, they will say, ah, 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 Wale, enter. <laughs> so it's been very nice. There are a lot of things you are not yet used to. There are a lot of things uh, that you cannot get mm. when you are here. Okay. There, are, there are such little differences from the, the city. Time, from the city. <laughs> but by the time you are used to it, yes. it's the same difference. Mm. <laughs> so you just, you, you basically just recondition. Oh, yes. Yes. Re, uh, reinstall yourself. Or reintegrate yourself reintegrate within the community. Because they already you are going through reorientation already. Mm. So, it's, it's nice. It's nice to be here. Cute. So this is Ipararemo. Ipararemo, Ipararemo. Yeah. And this is where the Sholankes hail from. Yes. Okay. So tell us about that name, Sholankesa. And by, because I want you to, I had mentioned to uh, the, our viewers at the introduction that uh, our engagement is going to be more of storytelling. Yeah. Uh, so by so doing, tell me about Daddy. Uh, and tell me about mommy and your days uh, growing up here in Ipara. Oh, yes. Um, I come from a compound they call Iledu. It's a compound where majority of the show, 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 Lanke, show, Ole, show, Nola, show, Nola, show, you know, that compound. Uh, majority of the families there came with the show, show, the show prefixes yes. to their names. To their names. Uh, in Iledu. So I came from uh, Baba Alfred Tayo Sholanke, uh, the son of uh, Lusokon Sholanke. And he married from a very close by quarters. We are from uh, Okearo, but my mother's folks are from Itungodo, not too far walking distances. I'm sure they must have been walking up and down, telling themselves, you know, I love you and all that. And sure <laughs> we didn't have, they didn't have emails or WhatsApp or all of that. You have to walk you yeah. have to walk to, to physically walk exactly. to exactly. Alfred had to physically walk to Esther's house. Hmm. Uh, Alfred and Esther, Ura Ola Sholanke. 
Did they give you any idea of how, how they met? Uh. <laughs> you see, those days, uh, you never could even hear it from them. They, uh, they didn't take their, uh, relationship and mm. all that. Uh, not, not, no, 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 not those people. They, they, they kept it to themselves. So, so uh, they were working. They were both working and living in Lagos. Mm. Number seven, Griffin Street, Olowogowo. Mm. Lagos Island. Lagos Island. When I was born, uh, July 4th, 1942. And I grew in that same house until I became a boy. And till date, my father, Christian, Anglican, mm. my mother, Christian, Methodist. Ah. So my mother won my elementary school uh, because I attended a Methodist school. <laughs> My father won my, my church choir attendance because I was a singer at the Holy Trinity Church, Ibuteiro. Wow, wow. <laughs> so, uh, from a very, very serious, potent, serious Christian uh, family. That means you must know how to sing a lot of Yoruba hymns. Um, Yoruba and English. Yes. Nearer, my God, to the nearer <laughs> to the, even though it be across that raised me, mm. still all my songs, or any shall be nearer, my God, to the nearer to the. What's your favorite Yoruba hymn, sir? Ah. Hey, my favorite Yoruba hymn. Iba gomi wo, Iwo odaguto, Olu bala, Jogbo adurami, Keshemi bogulo, Kemi, La Tony Lo CJ So uh the reason I ask those questions is because we seem to have the same similar background. Uh from my mother's side, Aro Lawyer, St. John's and Ebutero, the church you were the choir. Uh, is the, is now the adikinry in charge of St. John's Church Aroloya. And, uh, so obviously, Butero and Aroloya have the same, you must know Yoruba hymns yes. and also English hymns for yes. the early morning matins for the main, yes. main services, Yoruba, Yoruba hymns. Yes. <laughs> yes. So, yes, sir. Go ahead, sir. And so, uh, came, uh, secondary school situation. I tried uh, some schools in uh, in Lagos, and at that time, my father wanted me to 
just move out of Lagos because the trend in those days. And those were wonderful days, though. Those were days when children could play in the gutters mm -hmm. flowing around mm -hmm. your areas. <laughs> we will collect old match, ma match boxes, match boxes, <laughs> and cut them into different kinds of, uh, and then we racing with them in gutters. The gutters were so, so clean, clean then. Ah, the such times come back so that our great grandchildren can enjoy all such things we enjoyed. So my father decided, no, we must put you in a school. He has not been in Lagos. I was given a school in Odobolu. It was the first uh, secondary school there, Odobolu Grammar School. So, I agreed, I, I enjoyed it. Sister Gradum, Papa Latin, Sister Gradum. You know, you, you must not go beyond here, Sister Gradum. Yeah, Papa. Uh, Reverend Adebola, old man, who was teaching us uh, uh, Latin. Uh, you don't know anything, you these young men of today. We, 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 we studied Latin, we studied uh, French, we studied all sorts of uh, languages, <laughs> plus some other subjects at the Dubu Grammar School. The Dubu Grammar School was a very nice school in those days. We had a lot of people who were great today from that school. Uh, Brigadier General Diaby, is that not No, he's a Lieutenant General. Lieutenant General. Lieutenant General, yes. Lieutenant General. Yeah. Yes, was there. Biodun Shobanjo. Ah. Yes. The advertising guru. And all of us, we were there. And uh, even while I was in school, I was already composing songs. I was in Odogbolu when I composed some songs that uh, Roy Chicago and Isabalabi downbeats recorded because we lived in Olon Shogo. In those days, there was a nightclub, Abalabi, Abalabi, mm. uh, that was owned by the uh, Baba Vincent. Whose signature was on oh, money in those days? Olavinson. retired as the Syrian governor. Something. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. He owned that hotel, Abalabi. And that's where Roy Chicago and his band Play. were playing. I could easily walk from my street at the back of the hotel. So you had moved, so your parents obviously had moved from Olowogo now to Olonshogo. To Olonshogo, number five, Silver Street. Uh, Daddy owned it then. Okay. So I could easily walk from Silver Street at the back of uh, Abalabi, coming through the back and give me my songs. I was enjoying it, but uh, my parents didn't like it. So what are you going to do there? I went to give them one song. Then when they started hearing Jimmy Sholanke, Already done. Is that one of your songs? Yes. Baby, now today you come home. Waiting, you go shop. 
you say na salad. Where you go drink? You say na brandy. Where my shop be gary? My drink na tombo. My fish na panla. They be one time sardine. You see, in those days, panla was cheaper than sardines. Yeah. As against nowadays, that panla is more expensive That's than sardines. <laughs> <laughs> so, they recorded that too. Kaki no be leather. They recorded, eh, one way eh, lonely go go ru, one way eh, be di o go. I, 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 they recorded it. I wrote all those songs. And uh, this, you were still in secondary school at that time? Yes. Wow. Yes. And all that went on until uh, I left secondary school and my daddy says, no, 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 <laughs> no I'm not going to be a normal little at all. He contacted my uncle, yeah. who was then the commissioner for Western Region in London, mm. uh, Chief M.S. Shoale. And uh, Chief M.S. Shoale organized my being employed at the then Caxton Press. It's still there in uh, Leyele Ibadan. Ibadan as a press, assistant press engineer. Mm. You know, within uh, DR Souls, they were all English people, English people handling the, but I was assisting them, always in my overall. But I discovered that at times, I would go home with very dirty, sooty hands, from the grease. grease and ink. And you know where we were living? It was at the Yagoku. Uh, it was very nice. He's a boy scotter, my uncle's boy scotter. They gave me one. There were two. They gave me one. His son was using the other one. My father's house was in Yagoku. <laughs> Yagoku. Uh-huh. And Yagonku was so close to the entertainment center in Ibadan. Wow. Voila. I discovered that. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Independence. Paradise. Uh, Turn right. You are going to Mama uh, Pam Group, Pam Tree Hotel, AG Hotel. Further down, different kinds of joints where bands play. Mm. Victor Faulkner, Rex, Williams, Rex. <laughs> Each evening now that I discovered all those places, <laughs> as soon as I had a little rest from work, I would sneak out. So it was best of both worlds. <laughs> you were fulfilling daddy's, daddy's desire to go work, thinking it was taking you out of your... <laughs> I would go out. I started joining bands. I started enjoying myself. So this is a series on storytelling. And you know one thing about storytelling? Don't ever break the storyteller. So let's take a short break and we'll be back right after the break.
Greetings, guys. Uh, well, we're back from the short break we just took. If you're just joining us, uh, you are into uh, exciting episode on storytelling with no other person but Babagba, Jimmy Sholanke. If you have missed uh, any any part of it, you really want to go catch it up again. Uh, but don't forget uh, to join and continue this conversation. Our hashtag is the hashtag never an afterthought across all our social media channels. Twitter at NA underscore book, Facebook and Instagram at NA afterthought. And um, our email is podcast at never an afterthought.com. And indeed, we can read your comments uh, on the comment section of the platform wherein you're listening or watching me. So my interest in going out at night to sing overtook my interest in going to Caxton Press <laughs> and continue the apprenticeship of a printing press engineer. At times I would come to the work, I wouldn't be able to go on to any house ladder to go and do the job I was there to do. Like fixing these, like putting these there, like, uh, oh, can you please catch, 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 So I stopped going to work. Eventually my uncle sent me out of his, uh, Boys quarters, well, and that gave me the freedom that I was waiting for all the time. So I went into Ibadan town, found somewhere where I was staying until a lot of uh, good things started happening to me. It was during that time in the 60s, 60, uh, 59, 60, 61, 62, 61, 62, that in my just moving around, I ran into somebody who told me about Mbari Club in Ibadan. Mm. Mbari, you know, at the back of Western, uh, Western, uh, West End Eatery of uh, Baba Haddad. The, the Korah, Korah. That's where he gave them to use for Mbari in Ibadan, Okay. Uh, so somebody took me there and I just was looking at where they show in Chris Okingo. Uh, Ralph Okpara. All of them. Aigbo J. Higo. Demas Woko about Libaya. So, what did you come to do in the hotel? That, that's you know, like that a relaxation Bari, spot. Yeah, in Bari, Bari Club. Mm. That's where all the eggheads, yeah. you know, that's where all of them, when they leave the campus, they are going to Mbari. And in the Mbari Club, they used to hold a lot of. Uh, Theatrical uh, presentations. Mm. They even invite groups like uh, Ogumola to come and perform there. That's where theater started uh, its appeal on me. Mm. And uh, we started and we were doing some small roles, playing some small roles. Means on one stand, okay, you can go in now, go, go, go in. They go in and come out and, eh, uh-uh, I'm becoming, I'm becoming a dramatist, so 
Not too far from them came the uh, uh, advertisement for School of Drama, University of uh, Ibadan. And uh, we were all advised to, you know, uh, apply. apply, apply. Uh, amongst the so did you just, sorry, sorry, so did you just because um, I know playing in the band that I know uh, now whilst in this Embarry Club did you just uh, volunteer yourself for an acting role or how did the no, connect really happen? You know, uh, those people were all performers. Uh, all of them, Yemili Jadu, they were all talented. Mm. Uh, more elderly than we are. Uh, and they were all talented. Guitar, So we were just there with a lot of interest in what they are doing. Mm. So Institute of African Studies now instituted a drama workshop School of Drama, that all the people that they are going to be taking will be the formation of the School of Drama in Africa. So all of us attempted it, and we were accepted. When I said we, Brother Tujo Yelano was one of us. Yomi, Yomi Obileye was one of us. Uh, Jimmy Johnson, I think. Yewande uh, Akibo. Uh, Betty Okotie. And some other people were... So it looks like the creme de la creme. Ibadan was the place for, for the creme de la creme. Yes, it was one of the places that a lot of people... Begum, Hendrickson, all of them. Professor Hendrickson at the UCH in those days. Mm. Ulibaya. Then they accepted us as first students to go into any uh, thespian uh, study. Ah. I said, ah, hey, 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 me again in uh, drama or whatever. I got so interested that, that I became one of the finest actors ever. Wow. In that team. Wow. But I was so interested in it. And after the course of the workshop and the course of study, uh, some people wanted to go ahead and join the department situation. I just declined. Mm. I said I would stay with the acting company, Orisu Theater, mm. which was being run then by Walesho Inka. Wow. And we had series on WNTV, WNBS. So, Which is the Western, Western Nigerian Nigeria Television and, and Western broadcasting, Nigerian Broadcasting yes, Service, yes, yes, at the time, yeah. So, I, I think it's important for the benefit of our viewers, most of them, especially being young people, to know that the Western region was the first to have uh, television. television. Oh, yes. <laughs> Western region was the first part of, uh, in fact, Africa to have the television and stations where programs were being, you know, televised and beamed. Western region was, 
In fact, we were the first set of people that were on television <laughs> in Africa. Wow. Yes, because we uh, we were on that first station, WNTV, WNBS. And that one went on until 1969. I was right, because I uh, held and handled different top roles. I was studying four scripts at the same time. Then the people who set up the School of Drama, Michael Crowder, Peggy Harper, uh, Robin Horton, they all moved to set up Institute of African Studies in uh, Cultural Studies in Ife. In Ife. Mm. And they knew, ah, they knew, ah, Jimmy, we need Jimmy here. We need Jimmy here. So they lured me to Ife. In 1969, I was in Ife, Institute of Cultural Studies. I was in Ife. And they had a performing area in the town, Oriolokun, in Arubidi. Great place. It was a town gown. Uh, mm, the town uh, meeting the gown. Yeah. Mm. I, so I, I think it's important to explain that. So we tend to use that. Uh, from my experience and a lot of what I also spoke about in the book, uh, we tend to use that word, the town meeting the gown, uh, you know, as a way of complementary, a balanced educational system where your, your theory meets with the practical. Uh, but you as a living experience, uh, I, I think use this, maybe we want to use this to Is explain. Your local was a total town gown experience. Mm. Uh, in Oriolokun, they had departments of music, department of uh, uh, theater, department of uh, dance, and department of uh, fine arts. Mm. Uh, even people from Oshobo were uh, brought to Oriolokun uh, to be in a workshop, mm. fine art, creative arts, that's where they were taught. You can imagine even town, town from Oshogbo, mm. from Oshogbo into Ife town. Then when the performing arts department would uh, produce a play, they will allow members of the town, mm. teachers, Teachers, uh, workers everywhere, it will allow them to, to, to mix with the department team mm -hmm. to create a, a dramatic presentation. So the people in town were, you know, coercing the handshake, handshake yeah. which is what we call the industry yeah. now and the academia. Yes, yeah. the people in town and the people in academia yeah. were, you know, so tight. A lot of workshops went on where playwriting was, mm -hmm. was uh, handled by Olarotimi mm. using some teachers, some booksellers and all that. That's where plays like a uh, Gripude, a uh, Gripam, like a uh, like a uh, the one that fell out, Sangival. Yeah. Uh, 
that uh, the joke Ediji Baba gave the name to his play mm -hmm. and he was in Oluorobo and here he was a producer where the audience too were a mixture of uh, academia mm. and the people in town. Uh, if we want to do that here now, we will just, during our forthcoming productions, invite the Department of uh, uh, Performing Arts mm. at Leeds University, Ibadan. Only 30 minutes, 20 minutes drive to here and mix them with our local uh, people interested in performances and get things done. So, town gown is quite an experience that will be useful in any town where there are uh, institutions, mm. universities, polytechnics, and all that. And I was very busy because I assistant director to Olarutini mm. drama, assistant director to Peggy Harper dance, assistant director to late Akeyuba music. In fact, I was sleeping at the Rio Loco most of the nights because then they had an apartment for me just after seven days. The apartment was to the left mm. just before the petrol station. And there were no Okada, no taxi. Once you miss the bus, <laughs> coming from the campus and going back to the campus, once you've missed the bus, you cannot, uh, cannot have anything to be done than sleep in Oriolopo. <laughs> yeah. I, I enjoyed every bit of my time in the Leife because by then I was, I was totally engrossed in uh, theater. Yeah. To the point that we played in 1971-72 session, we played an Olarutimi's uh, play, Ogora Wen Ogbaisi. And Ogbemudia said we should bring it to Ife. And we took the play to Ife. At the end of the production, that's how I left Ife. Ogora Wen Ogbaisi had to stay in Benin. Because Bermudia says, this is our king. Mm -hmm. He cannot go back with you to Ife again. We need him here. So, communication between Midwest Arts Council and uh, the Institute of uh, African Studies. Mm. So, I was left with them in Benin. In Benin? Oh, yes. from Ife? Yes. <laughs> I had to stay in Benin for about five, six years. What? Yes. Senior Cultural Officer, MNG, in West Nigeria. So, I mean, this has been very, very rich. And I see the multi-talent, multi-skill. Uh, because not only were you, I mean, the creative art is wide, but you focus, you've, you've cut across all music, theater, uh, dance. you know, dance. <laughs> so how, um, I'm going to come into, where did your love for 
uh, jazz music? Where did it come from? 